0: Good evening and welcome to another edition of No Lights Paranormal, where three nerdy paranormal investigators
1: <laughs> sit
0: down and discuss spooky stories from the web, and then discuss them later. My name is Joe. I am the lead investigator.
1: My name is Teresa, and I am your researcher.
2: I'm Alex, your resident tech wizard.
1: <laughs>
2: I thought you were going to go look very mundane. Like I'm Alex. I
0: like tech. I love tech. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That I should be one it. of the ones you do, actually. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> Just go, I like to ex. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right. no promises anymore. Right?
1: So, guys and gals, thank you again for joining us. We really appreciate you. This week, we have decided to do the next highest on our ranking list based on uh, our podcast thingy telling us who listens. And we have decided to
0: do Utah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of Utah. Yay! Which, like I said earlier, I was you win. pleasantly surprised. I really was, too. Like, if you heard our, if you listened to our podcast last week, we were kind of like, Utah. Like, what the, what the like, hell what happened? are we going to find in Utah? But no, just looking up the stories, like, we found a lot of stuff. So it was like, yeah, all right. It, it, this is kind of one of the things that I think we all agreed upon in doing the states and doing all this. That we learned a little bit about the states that we didn't actually know before. So it's kind of like a... a, a, a journey through life process of going Yeah, through,
1: we're really so. getting into my area of, of love. <laughs> like, this is the shit that I like.
0: What? History? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Couldn't <laughs> <You> know, tell. <laughs> researcher. Mm-hmm.
1: Dun, dun, dun. So, obviously, Utah has got some really, really amazing, crazy stories about, you know, aliens and, and Native American folklore and uh, dare I say the word, skinwalkers. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely not something to fuck with. And and none of us covered Skinwalker Ranch. Um, because yeah, it's
2: funny that you mentioned skinwalkers. I don't think any, just, any of us talking about skinwalkers. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: I just wanted to, you know, elephant in the room, the largest known haunted location, quote-unquote haunted location it's we we'll call Utah. it a
2: paranormal location. In
1: there itself. you go. We don't even really know Absolutely. what else going on there.
0: Funny part in this: as I was doing my research into Utah itself, mm. I saw that I'm like, "That's in Utah." <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> Sorry, Utah. Joe didn't know. <laughs> no, dude. Yeah, yeah. my dad watches it. I do not actually. So,
1: we, we, I had a lot, of, a lot of fun learning about uh, that particular ranch and all of the insanely like, crazy shit that goes on there. Um, but anyway. We're not talking about that. That's not the story I did. No,
0: because that's the premise of this podcast. If we stay away from the big, big stories. The crazy big stories.
1: Yes, the ones that you're going to hear about every single day when you flip on the TV is not what we want to cover.
0: So in other words, this podcast is like when you're tired of mainstream music, so you go underground.
1: There you go. you find us. That's where we are. (laughs) Lurking
0: in the belly of the beast. Yeah? No? That's a horrible analogy. I mean... (laughs) Oh, I mean, whatever. if we're going creepy, I would always say creep in, in the corner. <laughs> Where,
1: yeah. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways. So Anyways. who wants to tell their Utah story first?
0: Um, I'll actually go first this week since I did mine a little bit different. Love it. Uh, I did mine on a person rather than a site.
1: A per- Wow. Okay. Um, stellar.
2: I think we all might go a little bit different yeah
0: that's
1: really cool, uh, actually
0: this this person that i as i'm looking up stories and everything like that you know you do the whole search through google and then you get tired of that because it's just showing you stupid stuff so you go through a little bit different avenues of research uh and this one name kept showing up it's danny b stewart hmm. uh he's on facebook you can find him he's actually a, a professor at uh bring young i think interesting um He's done a lot of stuff. I mean, his Facebook is just a litany of stuff that he's actually done.
1: Is this man a paranormal expert as well?
0: No, that's a funny thing. Um, upon looking him up, uh, he doesn't classify himself as a ghost hunter. He says, I am not a monster hunter. I am a story collector.
2: I'm not a monster hunter either. I'm a ghost hunter. Yeah. Exactly. But he also says...
1: I really like I that, though. A collect story, story, stories. Ca- a story a collector. collector. That's, that's fabulous. That's
2: and good. That's kind of... that.
1: Yeah, I like that. Piqued
0: my interest. I was like, "That's a different approach." Everybody else, is like, we hunt scary monsters. And yeah. He's he's not. But I upon like looking into it, he found this place. Um, it's an area by Columbia Lane and Grandview Elementary in Provo, Utah. Interesting. That he calls he coined the own term, the Provo Vortex. Uh, and apparently, fairy folk live there yeah and when I think fairy folk first place pops yeah. in my head it's not it's Utah it's not Utah uh.
2: <laughs> I don't know I read the Chronicles
1: okay okay you're Chronicles. not wrong
2: Chronicles Utah was in the uh, the Druid oh yeah, that's right too. I forgot about that sorry oh
0: sorry. you know what? while you say <laughs> yeah while I show. said
2: I might as well give a shout out to Kevin Hearn right uh, you should pick up the series the Iron Druid Chronicles it's fantastic
1: Yes. Yeah, these boys have been reading this shit for years. So, clearly, it's wonderful.
0: Stopped. He stopped writing them. You should write them again.
1: uh, Yeah, Kevin, (laughs) come on. We need another one.
0: Anyways, back to the story. Uh, He's actually went through a lot of this town, investigated a lot of the different places, come up with a lot of different stories as he was So it's the
1: entirety of the town, not just the school?
0: It's, I think that vortex he's talking about, I think it's a certain radius. I can't remember, my apologies, I can't remember the radius that he said, but I think it's a certain radius where, like, Time displacement happens. Whoa. And as we all well know, we've seen that happen. We've seen it happen and experienced that mm-hmm. at the same time. Uh, but yeah, it's this guy named Danny B. Stewart. Uh, he coined a phrase as he collected many stories over the years from a place in Utah County has and it has a large population of fairy folk. Uh, that is if you take into account all the local sightings and stories I've collected over the last twenty years. This is from him. I copied this straight from his page. Um, I've been paying extra close attention to the area between Columbia Lane 800 North and 1800 South Orem and Sand Hill Road. This is an area I have dubbed the Provo Vortex, a term of my own making. I call it this because of all the bizarre events I have reported here, and in April tw- April of 2013, at approximately 1 a.m., a man and a woman claimed to have seen a small humanoid in a garden that used to sit next to a Grandview Elementary. It was gardening in the moonlight. Incidentally, Grandview Elementary is also haunted, because apparently every establishment there is haunted. Uh, the couple stood and watched the humanoid for about five minutes until it stood up, faced them. They were about 35 feet away from it, and although they couldn't make out any details or features of the creature, it looked at them with the, what the hell are you looking at? kind of look. Uh, <laughs> since they should mind their own business, the couple backed away and, from the situation and left the area. I the two of them reported multiple fay related occurrences over the s- course of the summer. That's, that's very um, fae-like behavior. Right. Uh, another story that he had counted in was a um, cat that he, because I guess he offers actually, he calls them fae, fae walk tours to where he'll actually, he says once every blue moon, he'll take the people and do them on a walk around that little area huh. and most if you've ever been on a ghost walk before they just browbeat you with information and mm-hmm. it's not really factual information it's just their opinion on something Ooh, little, little tidbits of story. Uh, this guy actually does the ghost walks in a way that we investigate Ooh. as in he just tells you the history of the site and then let your own mind and eyes determine what you see
1: Okay,
0: I dig that. Um, and one of the tours, I guess from what he was reporting here, one of the tours, a woman was walking on the street and randomly just saw this cat walking by the street. And then the cat turned into a humanoid figure, looked at her, winked, then turned back into the cat and started walking off.
1: What the shit?
0: And the girls, the reaction was like, you don't see that every day. <laughs> <laughs> and they kept walking off. Well, at uh, that
1: point, what in the hell are you supposed to do? Right. Think?
0: <laughs> so again, this guy Danny, um, he provides tours and everything like that. So if you're in Provo, Utah, go see him. He should be a good time. He or actually, is,
1: if you're not far, take the trip. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, the time displacement thing is actually what caught my attention because what we've experienced ourselves. Mm. Oh yeah, especially with yeah. the crazy stuff. They said they they there's they they had multiple people experience time displacement there. Like they walked in walked out, and it was much later than what they expected. It's crazy. Uh, it was, I think, if I remember correctly in the research that I did on this, because after I stopped researching him, I researched that Vortex thing. And it seems like the town has maybe jumped on the bandwagon with that. Okay. Because there's a lot of businesses there that have the name Vortex in it. So it's a little touristy at this point. Uh, not so much. When I looked up the, the history of Provo, uh, it's a quick rising town. Um, BYU is there, of course. Uh, but it's, it's, they said it's one of, not the fastest, but one of the fastest growing towns in Utah. Uh, very beautiful scenery from what I've seen. It looks like a gorgeous city. Uh, that, you know, the religion there is going to be clean, but, uh, um, yeah, yeah, they said it's just this strip that, that happens on. Uh, one of the, I don't know if this is in that strip, but one of the bars that he reported with was a, uh. Used to be a men's only place, mm-hmm. and one of the people there was drinking. There he was a regular or owner or something like that left, died, and now haunts that place. Said he came back to the place. Oh, so the history of the town is very prevalent there.
1: I'm extremely uh, curious. We have very, very little discussed ley lines.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm super curious. If time displacement and ley lines have any sort of correlation.
0: Don't know. There's only one instance I have that it actually happened to me. So I can go by that. near a convergence of ley lines. Well, yes, I know. But I can only go by that. I haven't had enough information to say yes or no.
1: Well, I mean, if I... there there, You guys remember, I know I told this story 100,000 times. But back, oh, God, probably 30 fucking years ago, um, I actually found uh, a U.S. geological survey map that that, had lay lines yeah. on it and for the love of god i can't find it anymore i haven't been able to find it online i don't know if it's on some floppy disk somewhere <laughs> But
0: <laughs> sorry she showed her age <laughs> yeah i sure did <laughs> but yes um, everybody's like what's a floppy disk this danny guy seems to be doing some pretty good work out there uh seems very entertaining and that he loves actually what he does so if you're out there if you're on facebook check him out seems like a good dude uh check out his ghost stories because he does all for those he actually does his own podcast. So that's why I chose to do the different person because he's done the entire Do you by time.
1: chance have his podcast information? No. That's okay. We'll find it. There's we'll a site it for you can you, guys. you can
0: look him up. It's on his Facebook I looked him up on Facebook you can find it on there on. but that's why I chose to do the person because he's literally done the entire town he's doing the work that we kind of do so yeah. it's kind of like hey let's shout out a fellow podcaster so I thought it was just very interesting the sound of, the, the town itself sounds like it it sounds like I want to go there yeah I just kind of want to go check that place out even though it, like I said it's a gorgeous town Mm-hmm. Just the scenery mm-hmm. itself. Well, scenery in general. I mean, I probably won't agree with some of the views that the state has, but that's I, you know, I don't even a personal care about idea. all that. I just want. Hunt but it, it, it seems like a, a good vacation spot, to say the least. Heck yeah! Uh, so yeah, I think I might make a trip out there one day and check. Love it. Out. it. So Danny, Love be expecting a message from me if I do. Uh, right. <laughs> but yeah, that's um, there's also been reports. It wasn't by this guy, but it was uh, again in the town. A report about Bigfoot actually being there
1: well there yeah. I mean how? which again
0: is weird because it's a wide open space yeah <laughs> you would expect to see Bigfoot
1: in forested areas yeah and not, but yeah.
0: it was a large humanoid figure you know what which there's anytime there's anybody so sees somebody large humanoid figure they're like either it's an NBA star or it's Bigfoot so. well you know, I mean it could be an NBA star I
1: mean pass him a ball and see if he can swish yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, but yeah that's my story right now I love it so
1: I love it there's so much craziness in Utah, though, that you just... God only knows what that thing is. But, yeah. So, do you want to go next or last?
2: You're up, matter.
1: All right. So, I have covered the Capitol Theater. Capitol Theater sits at 50 West 200 South Salt Lake City, Utah. It was designed by a gentleman by the name of G. Albert Landsberg. He was a graduate of a very, very famous... Ecole des uh in Paris, which is literally just translates into the School of Fine Arts. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, this place was... Stupid language. <laughs> was originally constructed as part of the Orpheum Theater chain, which is literally like everywhere. Okay. We've even got one in Cleveland. Um, uh, it was originally built in 1913, it is an Italian Renaissance-style building. It's about 75,000 square feet, um, three stories. The theater seats about 1,800 guests. I mean, it's huge. It's beautiful. It's amazing. It was originally designed as a vaudeville house.
0: No, oh, okay.
1: For folks who are not as old as I am, vaudeville is, um, think of it as like a variety show. They would have maybe 10, maybe 15 acts that would go on, that would range, they, they didn't have anything to do with each other, each of their, <laughs> it, would, See, it was, <laughs> ball, ball. They would range anywhere between like, you know, somebody dancing or singing or a magician or somebody juggling or a live animal show, something like that, it was just all kinds of things, um, everything about it was super, super successful during its time, but, you know, as the years started going vaudeville really was like completely out of fashion yeah. by like 1930 people yeah, didn't do if, that anymore
0: if you want to know or if you think on vaudeville it actually is like a high school talent show that's yeah it's yeah. very similar yeah. it,
1: it's, very, it's very fun it's very mm-hmm. light humor yeah um, no like you know crazy dramatic plays or anything no fireworks right exactly well it might have been fireworks you never know anyway in 1927 the theater uh, was remodeled this is you know vaudeville kind of went out it wasn't really making as much money anymore so they turned it into a motion picture theater pokemon
0: pikachu exactly (laughs)
1: um everything was great from 1927 they started showing motion pictures obviously it started with black and white films Mm -hmm. silent films and then of course they went into talkies which what they is what they called films once like they added voice yeah um In 1949, there was a fire that broke out in the basement. Unfortunately, nobody has any idea how the fire even started. Still to this day, um, there were over 600 uh, guests in the theater who thankfully were able to be ushered out uh, completely unharmed. Uh, However, uh, 17-year-old Richard, they called him George Duffin. I don't know why.
2: (laughs) Okay. Um
1: he was an usher in the theater at that time and um he had gone back down into the basement to just make sure that everybody was was out and uh the smoke got him and he he sadly passed away in the basement. Mm. Uh he is the only okay, the smoke, right? Sorry. He is the <laughs> only known death in that theater ever. Okay. Um
2: very
1: interesting. hmm But yeah, at some point they're not sure if he just got held out or if he got trapped in a room. They, they don't know exactly what happened. They just know that smoke inhalation was his cause of death. Um, an interesting bit of FYI here: the fire uh, actually took place on July 4th of 1949. This theater was celebrating the Fourth of July holiday by having a Rita Hayworth double feature. I thought it was cool. So, despite this tragedy, the theater was, you know, wildly successful for multiple decades. In 1976, the county of Salt Lake purchased the property and they restored it to what it was originally. Uh, It went on the National Registry of Historic Places, and to this day, uh, it houses and hosts several varieties of ballet dance and various stage performances some of them like large like broadway and some of them just very very small uh as far as the hauntings go this theater was actually oh i'm sorry yes and when it was purchased by uh salt lake county is when it actually changed names and became uh what it is now so it they they, the orpheum name went away and it became the Capitol theater okay Um, The theater was featured in a sci-fi episode of Paranormal Witness back in 1999. Uh, It was really interesting because this this particular episode, like Paranormal Witness is one of those shows where they try to find the most credible people they can to tell the story. Well, it happened to be three Salt Lake City officers who were stationed in the building as guards that were there all night, every night. Well, these three... Um, police officers, obviously police officer, that's a pretty credible witness as far as things go. So these guys would be hearing voices like behind them and around corners and they would go and look and try to check this place out and there's nobody there. Like, there's de- it's secure, it's locked, there's definitely nobody in the building. Yeah. They would be looking through security cameras, seeing what appeared to be someone sitting in the seats like they were just watching the stage, watching a show. Um, and then it would just... Vanish. Gone. Uh, there was a woman in white, which. Always. Nobody has any idea why the woman in white exists. She's literally in every haunted location on planet Earth. Yeah. Um, and there is no woman in white who passed in the theater. Could it have potentially been someone who, you know, took part in, in vaudeville presentations or something like that over the years? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but she, she certainly didn't pass in the building. So, um, anyway. And then uh, seeing apparitions of a young man in the basement, in the halls, uh, cowering in a corner in the room that his body was found in. So people are fairly positive that that is George. Okay. Uh, he occasionally does some things that are kind of interesting. Oh, uh, doors and cabinets will randomly open and close. Like a ghost,
0: um, almost kind of thing. Yes, yeah, sort of. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, even like open just a little bit just enough to get a little momentum and then like slam super super loud and like echo through the whole building. Um, The elevator will operate completely on its own uh, and just you know nobody's touching it at all nobody's riding it and it's just going up and down to different floors. Sometimes guests will get in the elevator but before they can even push a button the elevator uh, begins going and will take them to the basement. Which is (laughs) not a place that you can usually get to without a security key card.
0: Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that colored my interest. <laughs> right?
1: So uh, they wouldn't normally have they access to that That's side quest. Right. <laughs> uh, of course, they smell, you know, smoke um, from the previous fire, which could be something that's in the walls, or it could be, you know, a residual effect. Uh, getting crazy, crazy, like, overwhelming feelings of anger and aggression, which they really don't know why or where that's coming from. Uh, In 1999, um, Doug Morgan, who was a gentleman who was a stage manager at the Capitol for over 25 years, uh, he did an interview, and he said that he occasionally felt uh, the spirit of George, and he'd be, you know, walking down the aisles, and he would shout to George and say, uh, you know, cut out your nonsense or I'm going to have you exercised, you know, jokingly, (laughs) jokingly. And he said that every single time he would interact with George in this way, the stage lights would come on. In in response.
0: So <laughs> the, say what?
1: So you know, Mr. Morgan and George picked at each other for many many years. Yeah. Um, seemingly all in love though. Uh, it, unfortunately, uh, Mr. Morgan he retired December of 2000 and he passed away in 2012. Um, people have reported seeing Mr. Morgan, in. The theater as well. Uh, like I said, he was a backstage manager for over 25 years. Um, but with that said, That's a cool thought though, right? Yeah. With that said, though, after after he passed, the owners of the building reported that there was actually a very, very sharp decline in activity. So <laughs> it's very possible. They were just hanging out. Yeah. That Mr. Morgan has has become become the voice of reason for George's yeah. shenanigans.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just that uh, first time, he does something like no, right? You hear? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Mr.
1: Morgan kicked it and was like, "All right, George, let's go." And yeah,
2: 2012
1: is not super long ago, and I do not really love to speak about people who potentially could be, you know, still hanging around in the afterlife, but. From from all accounts of what I have read about Mister Morgan, he was really a fun-loving, um, just just jovial, uh, beautiful, beautiful soul. Yeah, good man. Oh,
0: good. Yeah, that was that was kind of a cool thought. Like when you said he passed away, and now all of a sudden he they've been reported yes, there. I'm like a sharp
1: decline <laughs> in activity. Well, also like, That's George, hilarious.
0: the other guy, just being like, dude i just don't want to talk to somebody for so long. Right, I'm so bored. <laughs> and that's another
1: thing that they say about the spirit of George is a lot of people who have gone in there and investigated say that it feels like some of the shenanigans that he's doing is really just like attention getters. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: They, they feel like it's a teenager yep. just trying to gather attention. <laughs> exactly. So it seems like um, some people have had not... Great experiences, right. like felt you know the anger or you know whatnot. I mean,
0: teenagers come to outburst. Exactly, so.
1: and you know, being being stuck in that place for so long all by yourself, or... that has to suck.
0: I mean, being juice.
1: Exactly, <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was a phenomenal story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I
0: enjoyed that story. That yeah. was pretty good with a little
2: light-hearted inness. Yeah, exactly. It. it was fantastic. So I guess that leaves me. Uh so good math. I also, like Joe, went kind of a different route. Uh I'm going to cover two separate little places in a little town slash they call it a city, I call it a town. It's uh population of like twelve hundred people. Oh that's that, that's that's a, that's a town. It's that's not a city.
1: Barely even a village. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Which is so silly. Sorry, guys. We live right next to Akron, like population millionth. Yeah, that's craziness. Um, so, and also, like Joe's, uh, mine, oddly, most of my information about my stories comes from a uh, university. Mm-hmm. So, one thing that I would like to shout out is apparently the Utah State University uh, has their own, like, libraries and uh, a lot of the sources that I'm going to cite are from what they call the Utah State University Special Collections and Archives Division. Mm. So they have people that work for them that kind of interview people when they hear weird stories or this so They're or story that. gatherers yeah. too. They're, they're story gatherers too. Apparently, apparently you it's really a Utah like. thing. Mm. You really liked it, didn't you? Mm. <laughs> That's good um, So mine will have to do with a small house. Uh, and a tree slash field that's not far from it. Funny one. Um, Sorry. Funny. <laughs> Mine is in the city of Menden, Utah. Uh, the first thing that we can go ahead and talk about is the Baker House. Uh, the Baker House is one of four stone houses that are left over uh, from the late 1800s in Utah. Uh, So, a little history check is the Bear River Massacre, uh, which was not too far away from this place, but in Idaho, uh, changed the settlement of a bunch of these... It was a fort city, is what it was? Mm -hmm. Um, And it had a lot of people moving out of forts and further abandoning like wood cabins and instead establishing rock homes Mm. to be more
1: got gotcha. you more protected
2: um that totally just reminded me of the three little pigs what
1: <laughs> <laughs> the got house got, got blown you totally just
2: then, threw me way the hell and off and the wood
1: house oh my god i wish down. we would have been on
0: the podcast or the, the video the, podcast video for cast one. for that that what would have been that was so about? hilarious she said that in a blank expression that came over your face <laughs>
2: Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Either way. Uh, so, the first place that I'll talk about is the Baker House. Uh, the Baker House was one of the last four stone houses that were still standing in Menden, Utah. Utah. Uh, and it was officially abandoned in 1970. Uh it is apparently very common for ghost sightings to occur uh, in these stone yeah. houses. Uh, so what I'll do is I'll go ahead and read some excerpts from the Utah State University. And these are interviews that were done. <laughs> uh, I'll give you the context and the information that was given to them. Uh, so I'm not going to name the names these people came from just because just in case they don't want people to uh, but apparently so there was a family and they were asking a person in this family about a scary looking house that they drove past a lot in Menden Um, this was uh, the Baker house Um, so the response they got was about two and a half months ago Uh, said person and some of his friends went to this house, um, and most of them scattered all throughout the house, going downstairs, dusty old basement, and, uh, from what the man said, he and two of his other friends went into the upstairs rooms, and there was a couch, and one of the first reports was that he saw a head peer over the couch, and they went to go see who was behind the couch and there was nobody there nope <laughs> <laughs> animal uh so i will go ahead and make sure there's a picture posted of this old ho- like i wouldn't even know yeah so yeah, that's, that's okay. the house that's the baker house like it's yeah. it's just a tiny little looks like a big house what you house. would assume yeah. late 1800 stone house would look so, like so I mean, are
1: it's- we talking like are these these uh- obviously they're historic houses, but are they like the oldest of the old in that area?
2: Cannot confirm or deny. I can only date them back to like the late 1800s right after they started getting rid of the wood uh, what Brigham Young called deprivation dwellings, which were the Uh log cabins. So then they built stone cabins right after that. The ones the
1: wolf could blow down,
2: right. Um... (laughs) Uh, Outside of that, this actually came from an older gentleman who lived in the house um, prior to it being abandoned. Uh, He said that he was sitting on his bed listening to the record player and he heard something or somebody jump into the window and then heard three loud bangs on the window. Uh, apparently he got freaked out, stood up, ran out the door, etc. And it's kind of a couple of stories on the Baker house. Um, again, these are abandoned sites. I don't recommend going to visit these without like permission. Like It's an abandoned house. Like- right.
1: Well, let's also consider, we're talking late 1800s. This place may not even be stable and sturdy anymore. You could... You could potentially get injured.
2: Photographs lead me to believe that it looks fairly stable, especially it being a rock house and not. But yes. Yes. What she said, don't go there. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, you just saw it here first. That happened. (laughs) Joe sees this a lot. You just heard it. Um. And the other thing that I guess I was gonna go ahead and talk about since, you know, I've got this fetish with the, the Baba Yaga outro oh, yeah. is the Menden Witches Circle. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> We're gonna talk you about You have the, to go for a witch if you're gonna Utah mention the Baba Utah Yaga every week. Baba Yaga.
2: <laughs> I would, but my science is <laughs> Um So apparently the Mendon Witches Circle, to give a brief ru- a brief rundown, is um a weird like it's in a field, but it is a circle much like Hoyabaku where nothing grows what? but this one tree that's in the middle of it and this is apparently where a witch was hanged.
1: Wait, wait. Oh. What I
2: said Does it said tell what a I said, story about the witch? I mean uh, what are we talking about? I can tell you that in one of these of like the story comes out on the witch, so I'm going to read three quick excerpts, uh, stories about the place, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then like one of them will explain the witch a little bit more, I think.
1: Utah has
0: a... Has, uh, I heard it. That's
2: fucked up! Well, you said that's where a witch was hanged? Uh, this particular, yeah, the, uh, the Menton Witch's Circle is what they call that it. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I love it. And apparently nothing grows in this circle, much like Hoya Baku, yeah. uh, except for this tree where she was hanged. Uh, apparently, from what I read, she cursed the land that nothing would grow there, and that this tree would live forever. So that they were reminded of her.
1: Wonder if they have any idea oh. how old the tree is.
2: Hard to tell. Uh, I think you got to cut it down to do that, and you know. Yeah. Well, I
1: mean, if you take off a branch, you may be able to get an
2: idea as well. I don't. I'm not a treeer person. Uh, 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 <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Watch me make jokes. It was, it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that took him off on a phone. <laughs> uh, but uh, the person, the folklore archivist here at Utah State University uh, states that as related to me by the informant, <laughs> uh, friends of his visited the Menden Witches Circle, which was described as a barren circular plot of land. Uh, where nothing grows, uh, their pet dog would not enter the circle, and growled when they tried to forcibly pull the leash towards the circle. Uh, and when one of the person, it also says, and this I found pretty interesting too, and maybe you can kind of relate it to its time space continuum thing both, but it's a different like sense. Yeah. Uh, they said when one of the people, one of the friends, was in the circle. Uh, and the other was outside the perimeter. Uh, the person within could not hear the voice from the person outside the circle. Oh wow,
1: that's crazy,
2: huh? Um, the hell is happening up in Utah, right? I don't know, but like, there's so there's a lot of things that have to do with like auditory hallucinations and whatnot too. Right, like you know, whether it's your mind getting the best of you or this or that. So like, so. I found that super interesting. I thought that was a really interesting point. Right? Like, huh, okay.
0: And it's not high elevation there, is it? Oh, um, so so Menden is
2: kind of at the base of a mountain range. Okay. But still, it's not like Denver where it's like high, high up, so you get low altitude. Oh, right. I'm not going to confirm or deny I've never been to Utah, so I don't know how... Uh, I've, I've flown over it. Yes, many times, same. <laughs> but I was also on a plane, so I couldn't exactly tell you what state I was over once you sure. got past mine. <laughs> hey, look, there's ground. <laughs> and to be fair, I couldn't even tell when we left Ohio and made Indiana. So, like,
1: Well, it's not a huge difference between Ohio the and The amazing Indiana. part about being yeah,
2: on planes no is, <laughs> unlike fucking maps you find in school books, there's no fucking dividing no, line. No. Yeah, we don't, we don't know where we're at. Weirdest thing. Actually, We're my first flight, there. my first flight, I was actually looking for that. I'm like, where's
0: where's the line that divides? I mean,
2: technically, <laughs> you probably kind of flew over Utah, too, going out to uh, Seattle. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, I've so, also been out to California, so yeah, I've flown over a couple times. So Right. Uh, So, let's see here. Is this the one that kind of explains what was going on? I don't know. It's your research. Um, right? legend taking place in the 1820s in Menden, Utah. While hiking in the mountains above Menden, uh, I was told of a tale which seemed to be true uh, for I was shown proof. Long ago, a young woman was accused of resting with the devil. And <laughs> What? Old terminology for resting bitch face. Resting <laughs> with the devil. Uh... I'm not going to say it. I had a thought cross my head. I'm not going to say it. Yeah. This, yeah. Okay. This, this, this podcast is kind of frivolous. I'm just not going to say it. I'm not going to say fucking the devil. All right? I, well, there it is. <laughs> there it is. But, uh, so anyway, so like all witches, uh, she was to be um, hanged. Uh, the townspeople took her up into uh, the Menden Mountains and to a dense forest and as they tied her to the tree, um, the bishop read a message to save her soul. She pronounced a curse upon Mendon. Uh, Her curse was that Mendon would never be a prosperous town and all newcomers would be frightened away. Uh, She proclaimed that the tree that she was being hung from uh, would never die because her soul would remain to haunt and that no bush or tree or bird or animal would grow or go anywhere near this tree. Um, and to this day, apparently nothing really grows right around that tree. So. The tree's probably like, what I do? Right. Right.
1: exercise, <laughs> tree.
2: Um, so alternatively, and so this is the urban, we're gonna get into this final one and it's a short, excerpt um, and this is kind of the urban legend that surrounds the tree and the witch that resides in it um, so this account was from 2014 um, a guy and his friend were hanging out at his house in Menden and he remembered hearing about the witch tree that was up in the mountains uh, when he asked his friend about it uh, it reminded him of an experience he had this is the experience uh, he said The witch tree is definitely haunted. Last week, he and his friends were hanging out in Menden. Uh, We were all super bored and had nothing to do. So we decided to take the Razor... Apparently, it's like the side-by-side, the Razor ones. I I know. And head up to the witch tree and see if it's haunted. Uh, When they started to head up the mountain, there was no wind at all. When we got to the witch tree, uh, apparently this guy went to the fence, kicked a tree... And right when they kicked the tree, uh, the wind started to blow at about 30 miles an hour. Uh, it freaked them out. They all jumped back in the razor, and they took off. But, uh, that said, that is kind of one of the urban legends about the tree, that if a visitor kicks the tree, they will experience a rushing wind. They can slam car doors. Wow. Interesting. Okay. That's, that's pretty strong wind. And uh, so, apparently, on top of that, when they were taken off in the razor, they... They swore they heard a witch's scream, but... Uh, this yeah. is pretty loud, so... That'd be, happy to but, be a loud yeah. scream, yeah. You know, either way, it's a fun story. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's but that's kind story. of little stories about the little town of Menden, Utah. I and love it. Like I said, it's, it's not that big of a town. It's 1,200 people and Utah State University's there, so... Like, I apparently it never did get that...
1: Never, never, never got really that prosperous, grew. yeah. Well, what kills me about it is, like, there are so many of these <laughs> little tiny towns that are scattered across the U.S. and the world in general who who just have these neat little folklore sort of cursey sort of, you know, whatever. And I don't know of any of those types of towns here in Ohio around us.
0: All right. Correct. Uh, we do. We just haven't researched it enough yet. We have to get that We're kind that of branching shit. out. Um, yeah. But, no, the w- weird thing is I just looked up Utah to find out where our stories, how they, you know, sort correlate in a circumference, like how far away they are from each other. Sure. And the first one that came up was Mayfield.
2: What's in Mayfield? Mayfield. The house? Uh, it's Menden. Menden.
0: Yeah, but didn't you say it was a Mayfield house?
2: Uh no it's the Baker's Uh house. the Baker house. In oh Mindy, maybe I um, sing singing Baker Mayfield. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you got it all messed up. I did. Damn. Pissing off a lot of Browns fans now.
1: <laughs> Damn it, Baker.
2: You know, alright, that's I'll have to do
0: it on a baker screen. I can't do that. But <laughs> Very cool though. Very cool. But no that the I'm sure Ohio has something like that. I just Every place think. has them, and all yes. the small
2: towns have the best stories. I just yes. think
1: it's the coolest shit, yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, I want to go live in one of these crazy small towns that has this crazy story. I mean, I mean let's be honest.
2: Let's look at your little town of Lodi that you oh, grew yeah. up in. Yeah,
1: oh, Lodi's got tons of cool stories. Exactly. Yeah,
2: there you go. That's, that's a little town. Like, yeah, we have these towns all over us. No, we yeah. just don't think of them because because the all stuff. of our towns kind of match together. It's I mean, weird. it's
1: true. It's so true.
2: You know, we go to Madison to the seminary, and it's close enough that people just count that as Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. You know? uh, or mean, Geneva, or I you're a suburb of that. They're all yes. they're all just burbs.
1: Yeah, that's. Funny. I, that was my <laughs> aggravated. Sound. Yeah, I know.
2: She doesn't like she doesn't <laughs> like the burbs. She's like, give it its own town. Yes, but I
0: mean, obviously, there's a common course through all our stories in doing this is people oh yeah yeah people will make up some of the most interesting stories you'll ever hear in your life mm-hmm. now i'm not saying that what we've been discussing here is made up mm. it's just people talking that's not what i'm saying at all but well, i'm I, saying it's human we all... history filled with a whole bunch of stories yeah that just what <laughs>
1: but i think that i think that every single one of us at this table and probably every single one of you listening or you probably wouldn't be into this kind of stuff it, every single story has some sort of kernel of truth oh, yeah. at its at its core. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. most of them.
2: I would say. I would say true. there was probably a time when that was true. I don't know if it's true very much anymore. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I don't know. What's the cutoff time for you then?
2: What? Yeah. Uh, when like we the... stop doing cave drawings? I don't know.
1: What? <laughs> See though. <no. No. laughs>
2: So before we even recorded history, okay.
0: <laughs>
1: Got you. Yeah, I, I truly believe that every single piece of, of folklore and every single story like that probably has a, a, a little tiny yeah. little tiny kernel of truth at its,
2: at well, its core. Us. Okay, so yeah, let me, let me rephrase to borderline agree with you. Mm-hmm. I believe that every piece of folklore has a kernel of truth in it somewhere. I'm just telling you that by the time your friend Bob tells you about yep. it, it's not the same fucking story anymore, and it's probably lost that grain of truth somewhere. No, do uh, To be fair... Yes and no.
0: More. I
2: agree with both of you, but there's that
0: small... Like, the theme may still be there, just how they got about doing it is yeah, completely yeah, yeah. different.
1: Very much like the phone so, chain game.
2: Right. Yeah. Crazy shit. To be fair, to be we're fair. all paranormal investigators. We've all heard stories. We've all definitely had our moments where we're listening to a story and we're like, this person is full of shit. Oh, right. yeah. And we've oh, definitely right. had our po- I, moments where we're like, all we, right, I buy it. Matter yeah. of
1: fact, we were passing through Wadsworth just yesterday past the uh, park in question, and both of us got a good laugh about that.
0: Oh, okay. Guess you had to be there. <laughs> but, you had to be there. <laughs> uh, it was a
1: good story.
0: Okay. Um. <laughs> so, But no, that, speaking of the the, the the tree living
2: forever and the ground burnt around it, uh, supposedly there's one of those in Ohio somewhere too. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, if anybody. Oh, well, I don't know about, about the thing burnt around okay, it. But there we a... A...
1: <laughs> if anybody knows anything about that, please let us know. Cause, yeah, I'm yeah. done. It's cool. <laughs> so, we need to discuss what our next episode is going to be. I see you've got the laptop pulled up. Where are we here?
2: Uh, we are from, we are going to the same place where all of George Strait's exes are from.
1: Oh my god, we're headed to Texas.
2: (laughs) Should be a lot there. I think, uh, spatially, it's technically the biggest state in the U.S. So So we're we're going Uh, to, we're
1: going to Texas next? You might be right. We have listeners in Texas. We got listeners in Texas. I love it. Oh my god, thank you guys so much. That's so cool. I also have family (laughs) <laughs> I, I know a few people from Texas, but I um, am not, you know.
0: Yeah, no, no I think I've had a relative live in Texas, and that was about it.
1: We've had some, <laughs> we've had some relatives as well, and we have yeah. a friend, our friend Dean, who we played World of Warcraft with some 15, 20 years ago, is a
0: resident of Texas. I've never been to Texas. You so. remember <laughs> Kapoof.
2: <laughs> yeah, Poofster. Uh, yeah, I have friends that I know of that live there, but. Not many.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know a whole lot of Texans. That's okay though. Well, I love that. So, so Texas, uh, you guys raised the list this week. So we're we're gonna cover awesome Texas on God. There's got to be so much. Oh my goodness, that's exciting.
2: Don't know till we get into it.
1: Oh, I think it's gonna be crazy cool.
2: I'll have to look around.
1: I'm gonna love it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, do we have any announcements?
0: Nope.
2: <laughs> <laughs> quiet week
0: yeah no it's 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 we're figuring some things out so
1: yeah, yeah scheduling difficulties and whatnot but don't worry we'll get it Um, so yeah I mean I guess I guess we'll just call this a nice beautiful short episode yeah Um, we love you all so very much and thank you very very much for supporting us and listening social do not forget to um, what do they say like Comment, share, etc., etc. Et subscribe. There you go. Um, no Lights Paranormal on Facebook. Uh, no Lights Ghosts on uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, and No Lights at gmail.com. We want to hear your stories. We want to talk to you. We just want to shoot the shit. Uh, say hello. Wave at us. And uh, Texas, we'll see you guys next week. Love you.
2: Your tagline. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, don't hang ladies from trees for sleeping with the devil and don't fuck with Baba Yaga.
0: No.